and welcome to What the Art Podcast. My name is Rachel Paul and I'm your host. This podcast has everything to do with art, music, entrepreneurship, design, and leadership. As a creative person in my early 20s, I find it sometimes challenging and isolating as an artist. At the same time, there are so many young creative people like me and I want their voices to be heard. I want the world to hear us, even though our roots might still be small and our experience limited. Our dreams and our creativity, regardless, is huge, and we deserve to be heard. For my first episode, I met with my close friend Anna Berglund and her roommate Maddie Sulitz, both students at Chapman University and both studying environmental science with art minors. I'm inspired by their passions and efforts to connect science, sustainability, and art. Anna is a senior and is originally from Palos Verdes in Los Angeles. We've known each other for three years, and we met in the Sierra National Forest at Goldero Camp, where we've spent the past three summers working as camp counselors. She and I have since become really great friends and inspire each other as artists, women, and house music outdoor-loving people. Maddie is a junior at Chapman and is originally from Draper, Utah. I wanted them both on the podcast because I think they have unique perspectives on art and environmentalism and because they're both really amazing human beings and are already doing amazing things to help others grow into nature-loving, creative people. A few things I want to address before playing our interview. The conversation at one point does get slightly political in the argument regarding the intention behind art and why art is created and its purpose. And just one thing I wanted to say is that I think art is inherently a political statement whether that's your intention or not. You can't not be political because people interpret art and just the world in general from a lens that is influenced by the current socio-political situations as well as cultural differences and just a person's uh, background in general. And honestly, no opinions could be formed if there were no social influences from someone's background. And so by saying just in general that someone doesn't associate politically in regards to art, in regards to science, or whatever it may be, saying you don't associate politically is a political association standpoint. Just like someone who identifies as liberal or conservative, um, stepping away from the political scene is your political stance regardless. Additionally, we have a really good conversation about social media use and how it has to do with art. And like everything in life, there are pros and cons to social media, and how we use it really determines its values. Social media has downsides, but can also be an extremely valuable and indispensable tool for artists and creative people. It allows work to be seen that may otherwise be hidden, and in a sense, it evens the playing field for artists, even though people with just inherently uh, an upper hand in the art scene is going to be, I don't know, regarded as better or maybe valued more. It creates a voice for all, not just those from money or from a specific background. It allows everybody to be heard. And I think that is just such a valuable thing that social media provides to today's world. So without further ado, here's my conversation with Anna and Maddie. I'm Maddie. I'm from Draper, Utah, but I'm currently living in LA going to school with my lovely friend Anna, who will introduce herself in a second. I'm an environmental science major with an art minor, so a lot of my work kind of surrounds the environment and what we're doing and how we can protect it, as well as just kind of like celebrating the environment. I didn't know you're from Draper, Utah. You didn't, yeah. Anna. What? I you're from Salt Lake, Utah. Well, I mean, Draper's a suburb of Salt Lake, so basically, same thing. <laughs> okay, got it, got it. I like the name Draper. My name is Anna. I'm a senior at Chapman University, and yeah, I'm studying environmental science as well. Same with Maddie, um, and then I have a minor in studio art as well. Same as Maddie. <laughs> <laughs> I've been making art for like since I was super young. I think I've always been like super like crafty. I feel like and definitely art inspired by nature and like the natural world it's always been like that um 
and yeah I just like loved my mom like uh was in is in the art business and she studied art history so I've kind of always been like it, art has always like been a part of my life and stuff and it's just cool to like to talk about art with people I feel like and it's like such a it's just such a world like the more I study it like as my minor and it's been cool to like meet different people and like talk about like different topics because pe- people make art for like so many different reasons I think which is cool too did you guys know each other before this year since you have the same major and everything we met our freshman year, or my freshman year, Anna's sophomore year. Um, we met in geology co- class, and I remember I looked up to Anna so <laughs> much because I was just this freshman, and I was so afraid of the world, and I was in general chemistry, and I was like, I don't know if I can do this. I really love hiking in the environment, and I want to help protect it and study it, but like, I don't know if I can do general chemistry. <laughs> and yeah. Anna was like, you can totally do this. Like, I and then she Also, we were on a field trip, and she was talking about how she wants to do like environmental themed art and I come from like a very creative house and so that like really excited me because I was like I thought that was only me that wanted to like combine science and art so it was really cool to like find Anna like my first semester at school and like know that there are other people like me out there and we've been friends ever since. That's awesome. Oh my gosh. I've known Anna, or well, I call her Sharky from Goldero Camp. Um, We've known each other for three years. Um, But just like for a reference, me and Sharky know each other from working in the mountains all summer for the past three summers at Gold Arrow Camp, um, which is on Huntington Lake in the Sierra National Forest. And we both worked on waterfront. And this past summer, we were both directors. She was backpacking and I was waterfront. And we lived in a really cute little tent together. Yeah, it was so fun. We definitely got super close. I'm closest to the people that I've like been to camp with I think in my life because you're like in the forest and like there's no there's a no phone policy so you just like you have campfires every night so you like develop these like really really strong connections with people it's like a fast forward of like connections that you like create in like the real life it's like I feel like it's like sped up at camp maybe that's just me all of my friends from camp I'm just so close with and you learn to like trust them and like just like be totally open because you're not posting things on social media and you don't have like the pressures also everyone's really open too yeah but I don't know that's not just like with camp either like camp has made me become a lot more open and that's made me meet people like you at Chapman and, and Christina who we live with too Forming those relationships comes a lot with, like, how confident you are in your own self, though, too. I'm a pretty confident person, I would say, which helps with, like, making real connections because I'm not worried as much about what the other people are going to think of me. Um, And maybe, like, camp was that type of situation because, like, you can't hide who you are when you're physically living with someone in a tent in the woods. And so I think, like, a great thing that you can do to, like, form, like, honest relationships is just, like, be honest. And if you don't get along with someone, it's not your fault. It's not their fault. Like, you're just not compatible and that's okay just like honor those feelings and roll with it I guess yeah Yeah, snaps to that specifically let's get into like what types of art do you do um what is your favorite least favorite mediums I'm interested in who inspires you or what inspires you both in and outside of art just like in your day-to-day lives uh so I've always been a painter I've always been a painter. That sounds so like <laughs> That's funny. I've been a lot of things, but eighth grade summer, going into my freshman year of of, of high school, um, I like had a summer of like this is gonna make me sound real a lot cooler than I actually am, but like me and my best friend Christina, who I just visited over the weekend, we the whole summer, every single day, we would go surfing in the morning and then we would watercolor in the afternoon, and like that was what we did like for the whole summer so it was like so special and I kind of found a connection between the ocean and water and kind of like nature and stuff and painting because I think there's like some sort of there's a there's definitely a connection and I think a lot of people a lot of like artists comment on that I think like at least a lot of artists that I like follow on like Instagram and stuff I don't know there's like some sort of like flow about it that I am really attracted to so yeah, I started with watercolor. I just loved using water and like nature and like would always paint the ocean and stuff and played music. I love like just listening to music and painting and yeah. And then I've always like just also really liked crafting like at home. I would always be like, mom, I have this idea. And she, I love my mom so much because she would always be like, all right, like let's make it happen. And, like I know it's super cheesy, but it, like that's actually like how it was like and just like on Saturdays I would like like just like lay out all this like weird stuff and I would like make things I don't know I can't really think of an example but 
I feel like it's so important to have like a parent that encourages you because for me too like my parents were always really supportive of me like in my creative endeavors as a child and like I wonder if like the road that I chose to take would have been different had that not been like encouraged. So my story is a little bit different. I actually grew up doing theater. So I was like a theater kid since age three. My mom is an actress. And so as a way to like kind of get my childhood yayas out, she put me in acting classes from age three and I just kind of stuck with it. I thought it was a really great creative outlet and like physically I love to dance. I love to move. So it was really great for me to combine both of those. But throughout high school, I kind of like found myself being more distant from that and growing up my grandpa he was a professional artist and so I would like get his hand-me-down supplies when he was done using them he would give them to me and so I would always play around with watercolors and play around with different paints and things but I never really had the confidence to like show anyone my work because I never thought that it was like worth showing and I never was like trained in anything I never took an art class in school I like took one my freshman year in high school and I remember I drew this koi fish that I thought was so dank. I was like, this is <laughs> the best art that has ever been created. And I loved it so much, but I was really not confident growing up because I grew up in Utah and I'm not LDS. That was always a source of like contention for me because I thought I wasn't good enough to be around these people. I was different and therefore like not valued growing up. And so it kind of affected me in weird ways, though. Like, I was very outspoken and a class clown in every class. But, like, when things mattered, I didn't show them to people. So I never showed people my art. I was never confident in it. And I never really thought of myself as an artist. But I would go home at night, and after rehearsal, I would, like, paint things. Or if I was really upset and feeling something, then I would, like, paint it or I would journal about it. And it wasn't until I came to school and I wanted to a science major that I was really missing that, like, creative outlet but I didn't really want to do theater because I was kind of sick on like of like being on stage and I have a personality that can sometimes be exhausted by people, um, especially um, when people have very large personalities, which I found a lot of, which is great in theater because we need those personalities and they're awesome. But I just was tired, honestly. <laughs> and so I was really missing my creative outlet and I was in kind of a weird place freshman year where I wasn't used to California and I was feeling Like, this was the time if I was ever to reinvent myself to do it now. And I finally found something I was really passionate about with environmental science. And I felt like I was learning and doing awesome. But I needed that outlet again. So I signed up for a ceramics class my spring semester. And I had never, ever touched clay. Like, I have only ever touched Play-Doh. Even making Play-Doh, like, not well. Like, it was, like, very outside of anything I've ever done. But I loved it. It combined so many of the things I love about research and about science in the sense that you have to like get your hands dirty and get in the dirt and like study things for the sake of studying them. I, ceramics is is beautiful. Such a satisfying thing to play with. We're huge clay clay chicks. Huge clay chicks over here. And I like if you haven't like played with clay before, like please do it if anyone's listening. I was so inspired because my teacher was like she loved the environment and she would always talk to me she lived in her like vw bus and traveled to america and like was who i wanted to be when i grew up and so i was so inspired and i was like the only person in that class that like took it seriously because a lot of people class here cj yeah 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 yeah. class at chapman and i was there and i was just like making things for the sake of making it and i really like then I went abroad last year and so I kind of I didn't touch art for a while because I was doing like more like marine biology research and focusing on that Uh, where where did you go abroad (laughs) (laughs) um I went to New Zealand so I was in Dunedin I like kind of lost art and I now that I'm back and I'm focusing on my minor again I'm like finally finding my confidence and my voice in my art and it's really cool because I finally feel like I'm not comparing myself to what other people make and I'm just like making things that say goofy words and like putting trees on things and flowers just because I like it and I don't really care what other people think and it's it's like really liberating and I'm really happy that I like have finally found that I guess so that's me and I feel like your house just like is an expression of art and who you guys are we are sitting right now in a circle in the middle of their room and it's the two of them and Christina who share this like huge room and just to like describe it to you there's like art everywhere and like art of nature too we have like diagrams of the world and of ferns and different watercolors and flowers and it's just like such a I feel like it's a place that really like encourages art and that like exploration too and like I feel so inspired to be here too like personally and one thing I just wanted to add to 
like I was the same way when I was a freshman in college. I did art like through high school and took it like seriously, like I loved it, but I never really thought that it would be the path that I choose to pursue like semi-professionally slash professionally as an adult. And then I didn't take any art classes freshman year and felt like I seriously was just like missing a part of who I was and didn't realize how much art like played a part into my identity and then I just started taking like different classes and like started oil painting which was something I'd never done ever like that flow state that we talked about like where you are challenged but also like expressing I don't know creatively who you are it's really cool you were saying one thing that you love about clay is that you can create things just for kind of like the hell of it and like no there's no reason for it and I guess that's just interesting into like why art exists and why like people pursue art and what it does for them so why do you guys do art what inspires you from like your inner self and how do you think it impacts or how do you hope that your art impacts the world That's a really good question. And I think sometimes art can be seen as this big, scary thing that has to have a deep meaning and like has to have like some psychoanalytical Freud aspect to it. We joke around about that a lot. Yeah. And we have have, um, like critiques in our classes and there's like this big pressure that like every piece has to mean like this big thing, which is so great for when it does. And if it's helping the world and like and like and say and saying a comment or something or stating an opinion then that's so great but like also some people just make art I make art for like expression personally right now at least I do so there's just there's different ways of making but I think you're right I think there's a there's a big pressure on like having a huge meaning and like this huge connection to 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 your pieces which I think is like something like we've all like thought like dealt with I don't know if that makes sense no yeah that's like that's exactly what I'm saying like for a long time I was scared to make art because I didn't think that I like would make anything that made me like moved as much as like Pablo Picasso was moved as he painted Guernica or whatever you know like I was like I'm never gonna make something that is that big of a political statement because personally I hate politics and I will like avoid them at all costs like art to avoid politics I'm not I'm not trying to make art to like add to the political like um, conversation you know and I think that it's great that artists can do that like feminist art is so cool and it's like a niche that we totally need and I think it's awesome but for me I'm inspired by environmental activism which is political I guess but that's not the entire reason that I'm making art I make art just to like represent how I feel sometimes or like how I interpret the way that the world is or sometimes I just make art for like for fun sometimes I think it's fun to just like sit down and like paint an orange even if you know it's gonna end up looking like only an orange circle and have no detail and people are gonna walk by and be like what is that and you're gonna be like oh it's an orange and they're gonna be like I don't see it and you're gonna be like I had a great time painting it like that's what matters more and I think you don't have to have a connection to your art just like sit down do it and maybe you will have a connection by the time you're done and if anything you've like put a little bit of yourself into it so that makes the connection for you you don't need to like end world hunger or like figure out do that's great (laughs) exactly (laughs) yeah like I can't do it I don't have much power you know exactly yeah I'm just a college student you know (laughs) like I don't know like one more comment I think once there's kind of pressure involved in like critiques in class or like studying it as a major or a minor I think that like creates and I couldn't even imagine like professionally being like a professional artist I couldn't imagine the pressure of like of your pieces that you make and like what they're what they mean to people and stuff and and I don't like that about about making I don't like that part about making art totally sometimes I feel really pressured to do something or I I come up on like creative roadblocks a little bit where maybe I'm trying to put too much meaning into something before I even start it. Like this podcast, for example, like a huge reason why it took me so long to get it started is just the fear of it potentially failing and like a blank canvas like terrifies me because I I have such high expectations, I guess, but like I'm never going to see the results I want if I don't even try it, you know? And I feel like sometimes like I love just painting things for the hell of it too like and I just take photos I have like three photos that I just recently took that I would love to paint and there's no reason behind me wanting to paint it besides the fact that I think it would just like be a really cool painting and then like I think the more people see it 
they put their own meaning to it you know like art means something different to everyone what is one thing that you guys struggle with having to do with creativity and self-expression and what do you do maybe to combat that or just to better yourself this is kind of like happening right now to me like as we speak I as I was saying before I've never been confident in my art it's always been something that I've done in my room when no one's home and I can like paint on my like ground with some watercolors and then like leave it under my bed to dry and then like put it in a corner where like no one's gonna see it but I had fun doing it and so I think something that I really struggle with is like having the confidence to just like put it out there sometimes I'm like so just frozen by like the fear of people being like oh she's like a bad artist or like oh like her art doesn't matter or like it's not real art because she's not you know like a real artist she's a scientist type of thing that I haven't started projects and that I haven't started to like make things that I want to make because I'm so worried like how you were saying about this podcast like I'm so worried about it not being good and I've like kind of had a little bit of a mental breakdown slash spiritual awakening Brene Brown moment in my life recently um Renee Brown shout out yeah literally I'm reading the gifts of imperfection right now because I am truly going through this phase in my life where I don't know I'm not gonna call it a mental breakdown because I think it's just like being in your 20s yeah I think that it's just like I think I'm just in my 20s and like finding myself and like saying kind of like to hell of it with anything else that I don't really care about and I like so right now is like the perfect time for me to just like am I allowed to swear on this show? Okay. Cause just say like, fuck it. And like, just like do like, if I want to make polymer clay earrings because I saw them on Instagram, like I'm going to fucking do it and it's going to be great. And even if they don't sell or like if I put, try to wear them and they look super horrible on me because I look like a 14 year old boy and like long earrings aren't always an option, then who cares? Like I should just do it. Yeah. And at least you tried and you can like improve your skill, but you're not going to improve or anything if you just don't do it, you know? Yeah, I would say, like, that's my biggest struggle. And I feel like right now is the perfect time for me to just, like, overcome that struggle, I guess. I don't know. Now's the time to, like, experiment with that. Like, I know we always talk about, like, Instagram and social media and stuff. But I, I, like, think about it a lot. And I think, like, what I'm scared of, I have, like, an art Instagram. And sometimes, like, I really, really want to make art because, like, it makes my heart happy and it makes me and like it's this big self-expression like I really like making like colorful art and stuff and it's definitely like a it's like a manifestation of like I don't want to be super attached to it but like it's definitely who I am like I'm really passionate about life and like I love colors just like in life and I think a lot of a lot of my paintings are like pretty colorful and stuff but I think Instagram you can get you know we talk about instant gratification all the time and and how you know when you post something you get so many likes and you can get really um, addicted to like getting those getting those that instant gratification and I think like I've I like started my like art Instagram like a year ago or something and I got like super into like just like posting and and even like my normal Instagram too honestly it's so stupid (laughs) just like posting and like just like getting fed like feeling so good that instant gratification off those likes and those comments and stuff And I think what scares me the most is like diving into that hole of like just like being this huge yeah thing on Instagram, you know, and then like not doing like just painting just to post it on your Instagram account. That's my biggest fear. I feel like everyone can relate to that. And I think a lot about our future and the future generations, especially even just people like five or 10 years younger than us, because they don't know anything different. Like at least we knew what life before Instagram was to an extent I mean I'm on it from almost the moment I wake up to the moment I go to bed and I try not to be but yeah I'm on Instagram a lot but there's also there's also a lot of inspiration on Instagram um so that's the caveat that's the only reason I have my Instagram is like because I have a lot of like I show her so many like ceramics like inspiration stuff And food recipes. Like, are you kidding me? There's so many. And it's like, it's hard too because I really, like, I like putting my work out there. And I feel like Instagram is a way that I can showcase my work without me having to, like, get someone to put my work on display where only a certain demographic and population of people can come and see it also my work is like not work that I would want to be displayed like it's mostly functional mugs and bowls that have like 
fun sayings about like please recycle or like hike damn it like on the things like so it's not like I don't want them to be on a pedestal like I want them to be in someone's kitchen being used and so Instagram's a great way for me to like take a picture of it promote myself promote my work and then also like kind of have a record of what I have made because I give things away to people or I like am moving and so I like sell items or whatever is going on and but it is so true like if I post something and if someone doesn't comment saying like oh this is so cool I'm like should I delete this like is this bad art I don't know that's not why you should be making art is for people to like to like it or don't like it you know and yeah and I think Instagram is a super easy way to like to have people like it or don't like it or all you see are the likes yeah oh my god I keep having things to say and then I bring the microphone to myself and like everything goes blank Yes. <laughs> yeah. she, does, she does she whenever she public speaks at camp she does like she gets into this power stance where her legs are like super far apart <laughs> like, get in your power she stance puts her hands on her waist and she's like really intense and then <laughs> our like boss like made fun of i hope he listens to this he just said this just so i talk and then whenever the microphone goes to you what what, what did he say you're just like you're just like you know what to say? Yeah. Well, no, I seriously like just had something I wanted to say about ins- oh, yes. Okay, I remembered it. Okay, that ties into the theme that I wanted to talk about, which like is super relevant in today's world and something that I struggle with especially having just graduated from college and the world in general is having sympathetic joy. I think it's a really hard thing to be mindful of but it's so important to like be aware of it because when I am not joyful for someone else's success that often leads to anger and jealousy which just can like get in the way of relationships that you have with people get in the way of like a creative process or whatever it may be so I have like a quote about sympathetic joy that I just found so this I just found like an hour ago but it's from Sharon Salzberg on linesroar.com called know your enemy and the quote goes if we approach other people's success with an attitude of sympathetic joy we can genuinely and wholeheartedly receive happiness from their good fortune instead of running an internal monologue that goes something like oh no you got that but it was meant for me it should be mine and you took it away we can accept that the prize was never ours and rejoice in the other person's success If we approach life from a place of scarcity, a mindset that emphasizes what we lack instead of what we have, then anyone who has something we want becomes the enemy. But when we can rejoice in other people's happiness, we realize that joy and fulfillment are not finite quantities we have to to grab while we can. They are always available because they are internal qualities that flow naturally if we allow them to. And I just thought that was like totally hit the nail on the head as far as sympathetic joy goes and the reason why I'm bringing up this topic in general is because I am or in college I was in this like co-ed service Buddhist fraternity and I was the vice president of philanthropy and that was like a huge part of my college experience and we have like public meditations every Wednesday to this day and there's like a whole temple in San Diego that has similar classes with adults and stuff but the conversation I went to last week with Delta Beta Tau was on sympathetic joy and I just love like continuing that conversation until he makes me think so any thoughts that you guys want to share add in regards to sympathetic joy it's kind of a bummer because I feel like a lot of artists can be really competitive and um, really individual like have such an individualistic mindset and I've seen that actually like in like class even to be honest and like not you guys at all you know and (laughs) it's you guys (laughs) but I think it also is because artists get so um so connected to to what they make because they spend so much time making them which I can understand that you guys probably can too but I think it's important to separate the art from the artists everyone talks about like oh you should like the art community like you should get really like I hear a lot from a lot of old like a lot of my like art professors like get more get you should get really involved in like the art community but I don't know I don't see like a big community to be honest where I am at least maybe I know it's like kind of negative but maybe I just haven't like dove into it as much but um I just like I don't really see oh yeah I don't see like a lot of like support that I wish I wish there was more of Mm -hmm. and I see some support here and there 
and from like the close people that I spend my time with but critiques like can be really weird in class sometimes and people get super sensitive including myself because I get connected but I try to like not I try to like you know not stay connected and it's not all about like I'm not just an artist like I'm a lot of other different things and I'm passionate about a lot of other different things so are you guys so just have to kind of take a step back and like and not not get so sensitive about it including I, I should be doing the same thing but yeah I sometimes just feel like it's hard for me to like feel like people are like sympathizing with me and like not personally attacking me when I feel so different from everybody I think that totally has to do with the school that you guys go to versus the school that I went to I'm sure there's a lot of different reasons why things are the way they are but like you guys go to a really small school so you're not dealing with like tons like I went to San Diego State University which is like 40,000 people so I just like I feel differently about like my art bring up like in college and like the art school at SDSU is really small or a lot smaller than like many of the other schools there. And I think that's gen- generally true across the board too with artists is that like we're all really proud of our style and how we present ourselves through fashion or just like music, self-expression, whatever it is. So I get the intimidation or the judgment maybe that you guys feel because I've felt that too. And I think artists across the board can relate to that. But I don't know, like in college, I was really fortunate to have a lot of friends who are really creative, even if they weren't in the art school at SDSU, like a ton of my friends produce music and there's a huge like house scene in the San Diego area. So lots of like my friends are DJs or like do art and like write things. So I was, I feel like really fortunate to have that community and sometimes I feel like the support but then I think sometimes it's really isolating too well I don't know as I said I'm going through a spiritual awakening right now and I feel like a lot of these things all tie back to like having Mm self-confidence in like who you are as a person and like your own expression because for a long time I wasn't able to be happy for other people or like find that because I was so worried about being validated by other people feeling happy for me and so I like now that I'm kind of coming into my own style and like it's all very new like this has happened within like the last like two months for me so it's all very like it could probably change like you know like it's very like it's all very new to me and I just like just from my personal experience and my mental breakdown the past couple months has been that like as I'm kind of having joy more for myself which sounds selfish I'm able to like separate my own worth from other people's and be happier for other people when good things happen because for a long time I was so concerned on stacking up to the people around me and like making sure I was enough and like enough to be valued by people that's a big thing that I've had to overcome as I was always worried that I wasn't enough for people and now that I've figured out that like I'm enough for the right people and if I'm not enough for somebody then that isn't my fault you know that's their expectations or some other outside factor playing in but I it's helped me a lot with like being able to look at Anna's work and being like, I'm so proud of her for like doing everything that she does. And like, that's, that is sympathetic joy. And it's like, I don't know. It's cool. Like our roommate, Christina, she's not an art minor, but she's like out here making polymer clay earrings and like um, embroidering all the time. And I'm rather than being jealous that she has the outside time to sit down and do these things. I'm like, I'm so happy that you're expressing yourself and you're doing these awesome things while you have the time for it. And like, I don't know, I'm, it's great. Being able to have sympathetic joy for someone is a total reflection of my own feelings for how I, I'm treating myself in that current moment. And I think this has to do a lot with like where I was at a few months ago as well, because I have been slash still am slash, Like probably I think everyone is always changing, but I I mean, graduating college and then moving up to the mountains all summer and then like coming back and being like, what the fuck am I doing? Like I've never not had school and I've never, I don't know. The real world was always something that would like eventually happen and now it like happened and I'm like, holy shit, like what am I doing? And I kind of just freaked out for a second and didn't know what to do with my life and was really jealous of people who who either could go back to school in the fall or who had a game plan or who had a really 
a job that fulfilled them because like a huge fear of mine is that like I'm gonna have a job that like does not fulfill me something I'm also learning is that like a job isn't your your only sense of identity like it's just one aspect that like brings in money helps you do the things that you love to do just my own little pep talk there but (laughs) but (laughs) but yeah and it was like really hard living like with you Sharky like in our little tent this summer because I was so I mean I loved it but I was so jealous that like you had all these amazing classes coming up ahead of you and I was freaking out and I feel like sometimes I would that would like reflect on how I treated you and like I'm not proud of that but it's something that I'm aware of like I'm so happy for you like honestly I'm like but the grass is always greener on the other side right because now I'm looking at your life and you're, I look at you as like, your life is so free right now and you can do it. I think that you can do whatever you want, but it's not, it doesn't feel like that way to you. You're jealous of my life maybe in some ways because I have this, this cushion of school and of classes to go to. I have that responsibility of being a student, you know? I'm so excited to graduate in two months because I'm going to be free. And like, I keep thinking like, I'm going to be so free. Like, I just like that's all I've been thinking like just the word free has been in my brain it's always been in my brain my whole life but finally like I won't have anything but I know once I do graduate I'm I'm gonna all that pressure is gonna come it's good to 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 just talk about it out loud you know I think it's awesome okay just as an outsider I didn't live in the tent with them this summer um wish I did but um it would have been wonderful um but I think it's like I think it's really cool that you guys can admit that like you are human and you do sometimes experience those emotions because I think it's important to like when you're feeling jealous or when you're feeling angry or upset or whatever to like acknowledge it because like those are real feelings and there's a lot of people in the world who are kind of like fake nice to people who and then like go home and they're like I fucking hate that bitch and I like I think it's really good to like just honor those feelings immediately and be like yeah I was jealous of you and then you can have a good relationship with that person so I'm really happy girl power right now is really cool yeah (laughs) it's a really special friendship that we share because like we are so open with each other and like maybe half of it's out of force because we're literally in a tent in the middle of the freaking like forest all summer with nothing else but like we're also just very similar too yeah yeah I think we're really like open the way our minds like work I think too honestly where I think we're open about like insecurities too I've never had anyone that I could just be like I'm super insecure about this and once you're like you're like dude you can talk about whatever I was like oh okay Oh, so it's really not that big of a deal. Like these things, like everyone's insecure about things, you know? Yeah. And I think the reason maybe why people can't be sympathetically happy for someone is because there's so many people in the world who judge others so much. And that judgment is like awful and it's natural. I mean, like naturally, I think we all judge each other to make sense of ourselves and make sense of things that maybe are really confusing or changing in life. But one thing that I'm learning is that someone else's success honestly has no reflection on something I did or didn't do. Like that is totally someone else's own journey, whether if it's art or piece of writing that like turned out so good and maybe like a professor is just praising so much and maybe I didn't do so well. Like there's probably nothing that I could have done or not done that would have like changed the outcome for that person. You know, I just feel like we're all on our own paths. So, like, why not be happy for people? (laughs) One thing that's, like, helped me a lot in practicing sympathetic joy is something that I never thought I would ever say in my whole entire life ever, and that's, like, physical activity. Growing up, I was definitely chubby, and not in, like, the cute, quirky way, in, like, the I weighed, like, almost 180 pounds way as, like, a 12-year-old. I adamantly hated physical activity because I was so, I was so insecure about myself, I always loved the outdoors because growing up I would go hiking with my dad and things and then there was some like household things that happened that I think I like dealt with through food growing up as many many women and men and non-binary people do and yeah everybody and so I like as I was growing up and dealing with this I was like I like I hate physical activity which wasn't true like I loved playing basketball and I loved going on hikes and I loved being outside but once again it was that feeling of like because I'm fat, I don't belong outside. And that was like the stigma that I had around it, even though I loved it. Like I loved, I would sit outside and read because even though I wasn't moving, I was still outside and like experiencing it. Going through high school, I did a lot of dancing for musical theater and like just got 
honestly just more in shape and started eating better and I was like vegetarian and stuff which really helped because I wasn't eating like chicken nuggets anymore and this wasn't I don't want this to like sound like it was my parents fault or anything they just worked really hard um to raise me and were wonderful amazing parents like I could never ever ask for anyone better but I did grow up eating hot pockets and like that's just the truth so I like started eating better and like caring about what I put in my body and when I came to college I was so so incredibly nervous about not like fitting in with environmental science kids because I hadn't like lived in the mountains or like I'm not a backcountry skier I'm like new to this whole realm of things and going abroad and kind of like being by myself and like going on backpacking trips with people I had never met it made me like not feel insecure about what I had or hadn't done it made me feel like grateful that people are out there promoting these great adventure sports and like I feel so much better about just like who I am as a person and confident in my physical ability and it's I think that's the real reason why I've been able to like practice sympathetic joy is because I've found that like it doesn't matter how much you move or how many mountains you climb or if you kayak or surf or windsurf or rock climb or whatever you do. None of that matters if you can't like look at other people and say that's dope because no one's going to look at your sport and be like, that's dope if you're not doing it to other people. And so it's so like, I think that's for me at least where sympathetic joy started. And now it's kind of like leeching in to the rest of my life. What is one memory that sparks joy? for yourself that makes you happy to think about that has to do with your art so a previous event or a project that you worked on that really sparked your own joy or someone else's project additionally that maybe like really moved you I don't know this is once again a recent thing I have so many like happy memories in my life that it's hard to just like pinpoint like the one that made me start to make art or like feel good about myself and whatever but I do have this moment once again, in my freshman year when I was in the ceramics class, because it honestly like really changed my thoughts about a lot of things. Um, and I remember I, the project was to make a coil form and it was to either be organic looking or like a pot type of like looking like an old ancient pot, how they used to make them. And if you're making a coil form, basically you're rolling like a thousand little snakes of clay and then sticking them all together to make a shape. And I remember everyone was like gonna make these pots or make these kind of like clean sculptures and I remember I wanted to make coral and I don't know why but I like wanted to do this and so I talked to my professor and I was like hey I have this idea of making my coil form I know you said it could be an organic form and I watched the documentary Chasing Coral my freshman year and I like I got to see it in DC and like meet some of the scientists who like were in the movie and I like I don't know coral stuck with me a lot my freshman year I'm and it still is because it's still super cool but I like was also learning about it in my bio class so I was really like passionate about coral and I was like I want to make this coil form and I remember it was like the first piece of art where I was happy with it as I was making it and I remember I was looking at it and I was like this looks like fucking coral it's so dope no one else is doing this and I felt like gratified personally and I didn't have to think about other people being like oh that looks like coral that's awesome and I remember I told my like best friend Elliot about it and he was like no way you're making coral like that's sick like we should give it to Dr. Piper and like do all this stuff so I think for me that was like one of the happiest memories with my own art that I was like damn like I feel good about this like I could do this for a while I really like the idea of like getting inspired by nature and like the outdoors and then like going back to like the canvas and like expressing that and I think that's what I what I've been doing like as I'm as I make art over the years especially in college growing up I grew up next to the ocean so I think a lot of like paintings and stuff is like connects a lot with like water and stuff in the ocean more recently I've worked at a summer camp for the past three years and that's a totally different biome than the ocean and yeah I'm also really interested in like how nature inspires us and how it affects us and how to how the exposure to nature can benefit our mental health um, the nature fix by Florence Williams is a really interesting book and it and she kind of does a lot of like research and, and interviews totally different people from all over the world about how nature can like benefit us and make us more patient and overall open-minded and more creative too it's big big on creativity and I don't know how many like stats to throw at you guys or anything but I know there's there's definitely like proven like research that's like it nature does make us more creative it's just like memories from being outside really inspires me to like make art and then it like inspires me to make beautiful things and then for other people to to look at them and be like 
Oh, that's really beautiful. It's I can tell it's very organic and like inspired by nature. I know I say that. And maybe it will kind of make people think more about their connection to nature because I have such a strong connection to it. And then in doing in doing so to think more about the conservation of conserving nature and stuff. The things that inspire us external from art are the things that influence our art and like really make it worth it. Like for me, camping is a huge thing. Like when we went to Joshua Tree last year or like living up in the mountains and traveling, like just the colors there or the rocks that I see or the fish in the water. I'm really drawn to water. I just think they're all really inspiring things to me. And also music is like a huge influence. The things that like really inspire us are the things that influence our art. I think also like another reason I make art aside from the nature one, because like, duh, is like, I am a science kid. Like that's just true. Bio and like memorizing like how things fit together and like how animals evolve from one thing to another or like understanding why this plant does a thing that it does is so cool to me. Like, I just love being able to, like, go outside and understand why things work. I don't know. I've always just been, like, a curious little cat, and, like, that's just who I am. And so science has always been something that interested me, and I'm so happy that, like, in my art now, I can still express those, like, scientific themes and, like, conservation themes, even though, like, typically you don't think of science and art together. And I think it's really important that, like, scientists learn how to communicate with people because yes, you can discover the cure to cancer, but no one's gonna know about it if you can't speak to them in words they're gonna understand. And for me, my art is kind of a way of like communicating things. That's like, yeah, if you actually wanted me to sit down and break down like why being vegan is great for the world and why methane is bad from cow farms and like all of the land management issues with that, I could in very scientific terms because I've done research and I know about it. But at the same time, I could go ahead and make a ceramic milk bottle and write like CH4 added and like lost with a little moon or earth on it. And that communicates those same feelings, but on a level that people can digest. And so for me, that's like, I am totally inspired by nature and conservation, but it's also like with science along with it. And I think that if we could get like the world's doctors out there, maybe making some art or like writing some creative writing or doing something in their free time, it would better, honestly, everyone, because they would be able to understand them better. More people would be able to like do science without being afraid of it. There shouldn't be a stigma of like, you're not smart enough or not good enough to do anything. And I think that comes from like combining art and science honestly so steam if anyone out there is involved in steam which is um science technology engineering arts and math they just recently added the a and i think that's dope as hell like yeah art is just another form of that we're all out here being creative you can't solve a scientific question without being creative about it and finding an angle so i don't know yeah (laughs) yeah like even coding is like such an art like that's a language and language is an art form you know in san francisco there's so many tech combo art exhibitions that people are trying to do and i it's like so interesting to me but i feel a little disadvantaged because i don't have the science background but but i think some scientists don't have the art background and can't express that side so that connection is like so important I guess that's it for me. Did we like, did you guys want to add anything? We like kind of killed that. Like, <laughs> we should say that after we ended the podcast. That's I cool. don't know. Yeah. We should all like talk about like, I don't know, like goals. Cause like, especially in art too, a goal, like I've always really wanted to paint a, paint a mural and I'm hope that's hopefully going to happen in like in the next two months. I, at the farm that I volunteer at, they're looking for someone if, to paint their shed, which would be really cool. And Maddie, I'm going to make Maddie help me out. <laughs> especially if it doesn't get done in two months before I graduate. <laughs> Definitely like making like larger works. And I would love to be like a live painter on a music festival. Yeah. So those are like, and I just say them out loud for myself, for like the manifestation of, in hopes that they will happen and make little things to work up to that. So I'm trying to like build a portfolio, I feel like right now to like apply to, uh, to be like a live painter. And then my art Instagram is art by a shark. Um, that's my Instagram handle name, art by a shark. A-R-T, art by a shark. Yeah, I don't know about the Instagram thing, though. (laughs) Like, because it's like, ugh. It's a good way of, like, connecting to people. But also nowadays, like, no one really goes to galleries anymore because it's all on Instagram, you know? I guess maybe the gallery's changing and now it's, like, on a phone. 
I definitely think I want to continue to like find my own style and own voice through my art. I've I think I finally found it or at least begun to find it in ceramics. Like I finally feel like I'm out here and I'm just doing whatever I want. But I don't think I've entirely found it in other mediums. I really want to just like make stuff and keep making it. And so I can kind of through that find my own sense of self. And I also still like continually want to work on like supporting the people in my life and supporting the things that they do because I'm not gonna lie I'm a busy gal and I sometimes feel like I take all these amazing people that surround me for granted not just the artists and not just the scientists but just like everyone in my life and so I really want to work hard on like letting those people know that like I support them wholeheartedly and like showing it so that's like another goal that I have which isn't so much like a tangible goal but more of like an everyday type of thing that I'm gonna try to work on As well as, this is just a personal goal, but I want to get better at rock climbing. My boyfriend's really good, and I can only do V2s right now for bouldering, but one day I'm going to be a kick-ass rock climber, and so that's another goal. My Instagram is made by Maddie S. My name's Maddie, M-A-D-D-I-E. I think I follow Art by a Shark, so you can always find me through those follows. But yeah, so there you go. I don't know. I'm so inspired by podcasts and that has really inspired me to create my own because I feel like I have a voice and an opinion that I think a lot of people hopefully can learn something from. And I just learned so much from you guys. So first of all, thank you so much for being on my very first podcast. I feel like I just learned so much from you guys too. It's like a campfire, but instead of a fire, it's a microphone. (laughs) No, it's like so inspiring. And I just take so much to heart and like so much to apply into my everyday life. So thank you for that. I guess my goal for right now is to find a really good balance between my creativity and trying to find a career and taking myself seriously professionally, which I also want to like follow some creative path anyways. But everyone is always like oh I don't have the time like we have the time but we don't take that time and prioritize it and I really want to prioritize painting and podcasting because I think that will just help in general my name is Rachel Paul and you can find me at at Rachel Paul underscore art so R-A-C-H-E-L-P-A-U-L underscore art